Hey, thanks for joining us on the after party where Robert and I sit down and we talk some shop about what we just recorded. Let's get into it. All right. What'd you think? I thought it was more comfortable for sure. The summaries were a lot more concise than last time. I think we meandered a little bit in our analysis. I, I at least I thought I meandered a little bit in our in my analysis. Where I would, you would, I would try to answer the question. I would sort of answer it, and then I would go down a different rabbit hole from the yeah, point I that I was originally okay, trying though. to make. And, you know, from my perspective, I'm just a person having a conversation with you, and mm-hmm. I mean, given I, I have an incentive to pay attention to you, but like, I also get bored real easily, and I didn't find myself getting bored. So good. I thought it was good. Um, what I. I what I really liked about it, well, one thing I noticed too was with the with my summaries at least where I was summarizing your articles. If I felt like I was just rambling, because I don't think the value is in summarizing the articles, but like once people kind of get the gist, like on the the podcast one, I wasn't trying to cut it short, but I was just like, you know what, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Let's just go ahead and dig into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was the right call or not. What'd you think of that? No, I thought that was good. I thought the Freakonomics one was definitely pretty hard to summarize because they start, Freakonomics does this a lot, right? They start in one area of the story and then they transition to the end. And yeah, it has an overarching theme, but there's no thesis, support claims, and conclusion. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's more just like a long form conversation, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like this. <laughs> what did you, uh, did you get a different mic this week? No, I, I don't know. Actually, no, I just use my AirPods. Does it sound clear? I'm not sure if it sounds clearer or if there's just less background noise because you're not flipping between pages. I think it's probably because I'm not flipping between pages. It was like a, maybe you heard this. Did you hear that? I hear it now, but I didn't notice it before. Okay. Like, yeah, so I don't have any complaints about the mic. I, know, I think you said something last week about it needing to be better, but I think it's okay. Like, unless we get really serious about this, I don't think you need to worry about upgrading. Though I do like that one that I have. Mm-hmm. I actually got it so we could use it for vlogging at Disney, but um, we're not at Disney right now, so I can use it. For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a couple other things that I like, like if we just go back to what we talked about at the top, I think I, I like I like the warm up. I know we're long. We're just about past your bedtime, but I really felt like it was really natural. Then getting into the conversation, what do you think? I completely agree. The warm up was very crucial. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So, just on my notes, the warm up. Um, How'd you like the form, the format? I feel like we didn't stick to it as well. I actually, I, so I think we have the format more as like a guide Mm -hmm. um, to give us some sense of structure, but it felt like in the flow of the conversation, like we had that backbone to rely on if we needed it, but like it was pretty organic. Like I could tell for one, that like 
I could tell when we were running out of steam on a particular article. And it's it's hard to know with certainty because like I can't see you and um, sometimes we want to go on more about a particular topic and sometimes we don't want to talk as much like we didn't spend 20 minutes talking about the fruit article, but we spent a lot of time talking about the other different articles, particularly mm-hmm. on the last one where we just kind of tied it all, all together. Yeah. Um, but like I never found like it didn't feel problematic to me that it was a little more fluid around that, that like greater structure that we had created what do you like did you sense a problem with it no no uh no i like that it, it we have it there as backup just in case so we're both on the same page for example if there's an article that didn't resonate with me but we will still want to talk about it i think that form is a really good way of approaching it if we don't have something to talk about or if you don't resonate with an article that I put up yeah um the way I think about how I want this podcast to go and this is totally my thoughts so like it's possible you disagree and you have a different vision so I think this is worth talking about is like I like to listen to podcast like initially when I first discovered podcasts I wanted to listen to podcasts about things I cared about so I would seek out things like polygons history of fun or different things where they're they're intentionally very topical uh, where each episode is a particular thing Mm -hmm. but what i found is those particular podcasts tend to seem very artificial or contrived and not organic whereas um like if, if i take bill simmons podcast for example uh his his podcasts aren't about anything particular he talks about the celtics and basketball a lot and I don't particularly care about those things, but like the way he steers the conversation with his guests and the, the fact that they're not, they're not afraid to like dive into things yet. They also keep it moving. I just, I just like so much. It's so, so easy to listen to and conversational and relax. It's, it's almost like I'm sitting in a room with my friend, you know, just like this. And then yep. like, and then that pulls, that makes me think about like, okay, I listen to a lot of podcasts. What are some other podcasts that I either like or don't like? Like I, I've listened to the podcast stuff you should know. And I think that's somewhere in between the two examples I gave where it's basically two guys who do Google searches around a particular topic. And then they talk about it for like 45 minutes to an hour. And it's pretty conversational in tone. Um, but I don't exactly want to be like them. I like our structure with the articles because, and, and I'm not afraid to play with the format in the future if we want to, but like it allows, it allows some surprises. Cause I get, I would get kind of bored if like all we talked about was the media. I like that the random fruit article was in there and some weeks <laughs> they, they won't, there won't be a thematic thread exactly that's like, like that strong. Uh, yeah. And then Another, like, I'm, I'm going to stop going on here in a second, but another podcast, there's also another category of podcasts that I like, where it's very intellectual, very much like interview driven, or yeah, more inter- more personality driven, and personal intellect driven than like topics, where like, mm-hmm. like Shane Parrish, again, from FS, Parnham Street, he will have a particular intellectual on his podcast, um, which I guess is a type of curation, and then they'll talk about whatever that person's area of study is and that's really interesting but it is boring as hell <laughs> like they do not seem like they're having any fun on these conversations and so like i kind of want to be like 
a hybrid of like Bill Simmons stuff you should know and Farnham Street. Like maybe pseudo intellectual, flexible, where you kind of don't know what you're going to get, but also like you and I are having fun. Therefore, people who are listening theoretically are having fun too. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I. I don't really have a vision. I just wanted to sit down and share with the world kind of our conversations that I really enjoyed. And I hope that they enjoy it too. And mostly just is just for me. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't have a, like a grand vision for us to become Bill Simmons or anything, yeah. but the more we do these, the, the more I, I feel like we've learned a lot between episode one and now and mm-hmm. essentially three episodes in. I'm not gonna book you into a long-term contract, but I, I, this seems really sustainable to me. Like it's not a huge amount of prep work uh, to the point where it's like a lot of intensity to, to sustain this over the schedule. Like we, if it becomes that, we could always take a break or we could stretch it out. But like, I I could see us doing. I mean, given you know that you keep an interest, I could see us doing this for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and I think it's good because we naturally, both of us naturally come across articles. We both read articles. We both read things that are interesting. Um, We have curiosity, which is going to sustain us. If we stop that curiosity, yeah, it's going to be hard because it's going to be hard looking or finding articles. Yeah, I'll Um, just have to start writing articles for us to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um. on that note, I did see that this NFT stuff. I oh, don't want to. I don't want to put a structure on it, but I'm finding that's really interesting and very relevant. NFTs, DAOs, this metaverse. I kind of. Yeah, I would like to talk about that if we could. Maybe we just do a hail mary and just have a whole episode talking about the metaverse. Yeah, honestly, I like. Yeah, maybe we could talk about maybe we could mix it up like maybe we could do one where we just learn a little bit about nfts crypto and the metaverse and another one and just concepts analogous to like the metaverse because for instance i think uh, i think um fortnite is a pretty good competitor for the metaverse yeah um, it's a it's a section of the metaverse well it, I, I guess it depends like it could become the metaverse itself i think I, I mean, they're sponsored content, sure, but like I feel like Facebook's going to be this, or Meta, or whatever it's called, is going to be this bloated, ad-driven experience that I will never want to use. <laughs> but like Fortnite, sure, there's some sponsored content in there, but I really enjoy it. And like, maybe it's not one mono universe, but a metaverse, a multiverse, where people have their different silos, and then eventually they figure out some way to merge them together, like the Oasis out of Ready Player One. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would love to do an episode about that. Maybe we we could either we could do one whole episode on the metaverse, or we could have one episode where we talk about NFTs, crypto, and the metaverse together, and then and then go from there into like whichever one of those we find most fascinating. I could, do you want to do like a series? Because that's a lot. That's a lot to talk about. Maybe we talk about uh, I don't know NFTs, how they work. Well, then, then that becomes more intellectual, right? It's kind of yeah, more I mean, educating. We'll it, see. It could be, be edutainment. I mean, I don't necessarily, I'm not opposed to the idea of us like educating each other on it. And we could try a different format for an episode too, but 
We could just maybe let's we could just skits. Let's just we can let's put that on the back burner. I want to keep sticking with this one and refining it. Okay. And then maybe we do a special episode or something like that. Like, oh, this is our maybe we're out for three weeks because of the holidays. And we're like, okay, we're not gonna do it, but when we come back, we'll have a special edition episode where we'll just we're gonna talk about this. Yeah, actually, one thing I've done. Um... I'm I'm kind of I'm really interested in the whole podcast thing. This is my my main one or whatever, but I actually created another feed not for any like ambitious purposes, but just as like a place to mess around and get comfortable being on mic and um you know, things like that. Basically just a, a room where I can have creative license that's of absolutely no consequence at all. Sandbox. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So that when we get on here, aside from saying um every other word, especially right now, uh, like I have a better sense of either, you know, even if it's just more comfortable talking to this microphone that's sticking out of my phone and like maybe just knowing the right volume or whatever. It, it That's been something I've been messing around with. Is a volume? No, it's not, not the volume, just like getting comfortable podcasting, trying different things solo, and then maybe potentially incorporating some of that into our our episodes if we ever feel like experimenting. I, I would like I, to I include some more humor. What's up? I think I, I liked how you were cracking some jokes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Good. It would be it would be nice if we had if I if we had more humor, I guess. But I guess it also depends on the caliber of the articles that we're talking about. Eh, I don't know. Um, uh, like, it feels most natural to be funny when I'm summarizing the articles because it's hard when we're going to step on each other. Like, I don't mm. want to interrupt you. Um, that's just something I was observing. But I like, I like the funny element, too. And I just want to go back to what you said before. I think I really like the idea of sticking with the format for now like i'd love to experiment in the future but i think refining this like i think we're on to something and i don't want to just change it and see uh, like for no reason unless we get something like if we if we do a deep dive on the meta for example yeah yeah um it might also be fun eventually to do like a lessons learned podcast like or like a check-in like once a year or once every six months uh, right a year or six months seems far away right now but you know we've already been in covid for two years so time flies now as far as i'm concerned <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we're already on the third episode and we're about like two months in right yeah okay, six every weeks. two weeks yeah. yeah so well i guess and... what's most important is whether or not we're having fun and i'm, I'm having, having fun, fun. Uh, you know, I, I love talking to you so it's good excuse to get on the phone, but it's like creatively stimulating, intellectually stimulating. It really vibes with what I'm trying to do with my blog. Um, yeah. Yeah. And your note taking, thanks for sharing that because I was just doing it by pen and paper. I was just annotating. And then when I saw the format that you put, I was like, oh, that's a really good format. You know, have the article have the summary in the middle and then have your thoughts on the right side in a three column format. <laughs> yeah. Uh, project manager by day. I take a lot of notes. <laughs> I, have to be, 
know. Usually I take way too many, but I, I I have to take them in a way that I can easily get across the important ideas to people. So sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, you benefited from that. That goes back to, I think, something I talked to you about off mic a couple of weeks ago about like a personal knowledge management system. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, well, I don't know when the logical point is to cut off this recording, but we're still talking. So my, might as well tell you my, like, if I told you my idea of like having a theme for the year. Uh, yeah. Isn't it? It's like, it's more on your vision. Like you say, like the twenties, your twenties were fun. And, but your your thirties, you want your thirties to be, I guess it's not just a year, but your thirties, you want to be more focused and kind of structure this, what you yeah. want your life to be right and going toward be more purposeful and going toward that goal taking action so your 30s are more purposeful your 20s are exploration yeah so um what i'm what i'm talking about is this a piece of that so like this was a very much the last two years were very much a transition year for me a transition period of time for me where I, I'm basically going from like essentially having no structure around my routine, my calendar and all that stuff. I was telling you that before to a place where like, I don't want to just be this schmuck who has new year's resolutions that I keep for two days and then forget about. So what I've tried to do this year is I just, I sure I had a couple of resolutions, but essentially like I have a one word theme for the year and the theme for this year was discovery or discover. And basically, rather than have a bunch of goals or resolutions that I want to meet, yeah, it's funny that they're called resolutions because they're supposed to be resolute, like something that takes a lot of commitment. But uh, essentially, I've just used that this theme of like discovery as like a guiding light in everything I do, um, whether it's in like my content consumption, rather than revisiting stuff that I love, you know, take the chance, take the flyer on something that's new that I haven't seen before, um, try new things. I mean, I'm, I'm in my house a lot of the time these days, so there's, I'm not getting out and seeing like a bunch of different places in the world, but I've tried all kinds of new things this year, whether it's new restaurants or new types of content or content creation or just my relationship to the world. And I'm, it's, it's really been cool. It's been like transformative for how like I, my experience this year has been relative to previous years. And it, it's what led me down that dream map stuff that I was telling you about before that you were talking about. And I'm trying to figure awesome. out what my theme is going to be for next year. I think I know what it's going to be. I don't know. Do I sound crazy? Like, no, no. I I definitely believe in these these themes. I feel like themes are a little bit more purposeful, maybe maybe not purposeful, but they they just seem. It seems better. It's like a meta, right? It's your overarching story. For example, like one year, I was like, I want to give back to community. And so I started volunteering all over the place, right? So I volunteered at the library. I volunteered at, um, for Lego League Robotics. I volunteered to um, over at the um, the Opera House, right? Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's like you're changing your identity one word at a time. So like in your instance, in the example you just gave, it's like you wanted your identity to be that of a person who gives back. Mm -hmm. And so having that in mind, you basically started doing all the things that a person who gives back would do. Yeah. 
and then that became part of your identity. I mean, do you still do those things? Do you still consider that a part of your, the, like how you think about yourself? Uh, no, <laughs> I did. Okay. I did it for like you know one or two years, and the thing is, the nice thing is, well, COVID kind of changes a lot of that, right? Um, and then moving as well, but it. I think that is good. I think if you you try and if you have an identity of a person that you want to be in the future, you do it one step at a time. Because if you spend a whole year saying I am a an athlete, and you do that, and you get involved in activities that someone who is athletic will do, then it's really hard to break those off the next year. So you'll inevitably keep doing some of them. You may not do all of them, but you will inevitably keep doing them. You know what? It's funny. I'm laughing because I thought you said mathlete. Oh. <laughs> Whatever like, yeah, a really good at math. <laughs> Uh, but exactly it's like it's not just limiting beliefs which is something i want to talk about in the future it's like i i guess that's that's exactly how i think about it so like this year like i entered this year pretty unstructured but like knowing where i wanted to get to and so i just established this theme of discovery and now it's led me towards this more not more structured but like this whole different approach for how i want to tackle building my life Mm -hmm. i think my word for next year is going to be i've decided i want it to be a verb so like this year it was discovery and I was like, you know what? Um, like I like the idea of creativity, but I don't want my word to be creativity. I want it to be something more action oriented. So like this year's discover next year, my word of the year is going to be create. So uh, content creator. Well, content, whatever. Uh, I want to build this identity around just like being additive to the world instead of just leeching off of all the stuff that's already out there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. good. I'm trying to think about what my, my, th- I would say this year was just trans transitions. Okay. Because everything that I've done has been a transition. I got a new job. We got a new house. You know, um, just things are, I just want to change. You know, and, and it was part of last year too, because last year we moved, right? So we moved to Colorado, and then this year. So I don't know. I don't know what next year is going to be. Um, what I want to focus on. Maybe it's that athlete again, because I did it once with you, Michael, <laughs> and I've done it touch and go every now and then. But, you know, circumstances change, and I'm more of a social workout person. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see we'll see what next year but I I like that idea this idea Michael that you build yourself who you want to be one word at a time yeah um, it for me another reason I like it is because it causes me to like slow down and it helps me focus Mm -hmm. Uh, other than otherwise I'm just going to be scattered Um, but tying it back to the podcast. Um, one thing that I've thought would be really interesting is because there's obviously stuff we really care about, both as individuals and together. I would love for you to tell me something you you care about and for basically just to, to spend an episode with me interviewing you about it. And <laughs> yeah, so like you, if you're really passionate about, you know, your experience as a first time home buyer and what it's felt like getting settled into your home, for example, I don't know if you care about that, but it's like, 
you walking me through what that looks like? Because I don't know. Uh-huh. And I'm really curious what you think about that process and what it's like. Yeah, it's um, actually I, I, that book that you said yes, um, last time, which is like show your work. It's really uh-huh. caused me to really just kind of spawn a whole bunch of ideas on what I could do. Now, I have limited time, but I want to think, oh, maybe I do a YouTube channel on first time home buyer and I. I show myself in Home Depot, not knowing where anything is. <laughs> and people can follow me on this journey of like, what does it mean to blow out sprinkler systems? I don't know. And it could be also comical too. Like, oh, the first time putting a nail in a wall. Oh, shoot. I didn't do it right. You know? Things I like gotta, that. Okay. Well, I got, I got two questions. One is, sure. when I told Mackenzie about the fruit article, she was like, you guys should make TikToks about that because people love that random adult shit. And then two, uh, so like, I like what you're thinking, but maybe, maybe it's not YouTube. Maybe it's something easier to make like TikTok. Maybe you could blow up there. And then the other thing is like, and I'm thinking about this because I'm thinking about the YouTube thing too. Let, let's say I'm you for a second. Do I want to create, when, when the question comes, like, do I want to create a, a channel about homes and homemaking? Like, I like that idea now, but now do I want that to become like my whole life? Do I, am I interested in creating videos about homemaking for the rest of forever and that being my niche? And yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure the point. answer for you would, would vary or whatever if you look at it in that particular angle. But my, my perspective is like with my blog, for example, I don't know what my niche is going to be yet, but like I would like to think that I could find a niche where I could basically write about whatever I want. And I know everybody wants that, but like, maybe there's a particular way I can approach it. Like with this dream map thing that I'm trying to do where I'm trying to build my own life and I'm basically figuring out my life and building it publicly. Mm-hmm. I feel like that gives me the latitude to basically like, if I frame it around my priorities, which are like my marriage, my health, my career, my finances, my ambitions, my family, and those kinds of things. Like I can basically write about how like, I'm figuring out dollars and cents numbers or whatever, but I can write about like what I'm doing to approach that. And it still ties back to my theme, but essentially, or I can write about how like one of my priorities is having fun. And one of the ways I like to have fun is by trying to get better at Fortnite. And I can like thematically tie it in. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It, have you thought about that yeah. at all? I mean, I haven't, but you're right. You know, like, I don't want to be that I don't want that to be my only brand so it's like because a while ago I was like okay I'm gonna get oh I want to I want to start a business but I have no idea what I want to start <laughs> yep. so I took out this really generic email address which is like robert.dong.lomo at gmail.com okay and Lomo is just short for league of my own right okay. and it's like super generic like I didn't know what I want to do with it you know, I put out those cooking videos, which I enjoyed, but then I've stopped doing that because, you know, I kind of ran out of content. Mm-hmm. Thinking about content every single week is pretty demanding. Um, yep. And it's it's difficult to do sometimes, especially if it's not just variety. That's why I like this podcast, because it's a variety show. Uh, but yeah, basically to get back to the point that I was trying to make is that I haven't really thought about that now that you bring it up I'm thinking more about it and maybe I just 
I have to find some sort of overarching theme that ties everything together and also allows me to be able to grow as a person and have my content grow and change with me. So you made me think of something else. Um, Cause I've thought about the, con- the idea of like content wells too, things that will regenerate over time. And like, I like Fortnite. Like it'd be cool to write about Fortnite. Um, I know I'm a grown adult who likes Fortnite, but whatever, if you're judging me right now, anybody out I'm there, get judging. over it. No, <laughs> I, know, I feel like you're not going to judge me. Um, but it's like, okay. Um, if I want to write about Fortnite, that's great. But like, what do I have to say? And I thought like, okay, well, it'd, it'd be cool to tie together like, different philosophies and then Fortnite. So like I read the art of war and I tied it to Fortnite because like my fast twitch reflexes are not going to be able to keep up with a young kid, but like maybe I can use my brain to be better, better at it. But then I was like, okay, I can definitely write about that, especially after I read show your work. But like every article that I'm going to write, I'm going to have to read like a book. Maybe instead what I should do is write about some earned wisdom that I've already gained. So like, while I might not want to write about like consulting and project management, I have a decade's worth of experience on that stuff that I've been thinking about nine hours a day, every weekday for 10 years. I have so much, I don't know if it's wisdom or whatever, but so many thoughts that I just want to get out there. And like, I don't want to just, I don't want to write how to run a kickoff meeting because that shit is everywhere on the internet. What I want to write is maybe the, the psychological or social angle to it because i think that's particularly where i've put my thoughts in like when when i run a kickoff meeting sure yeah you start with your intros and you go into your scope and then your deliverables and your risk and yada 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 but like i look at it as like okay what am i trying to get out of this i'm trying to establish momentum credibility and rapport with my customer how am i doing that why is it important i wrote an article about it and the beauty about that is like I didn't have to go and do like hours and hours of research before I wrote the article. I just sat down for a couple hour, couple hours, pumped it out because I already know all that stuff. Thought about it every day, mm-hmm. um, and so like I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not in a position to mentor you at, or, at all or whatever. But I'd be like, what do you already know that you could just pour out of you? I'm sure there's a ton. You're a super curious guy. You're like, like I, I think about like who else I could do this kind of podcast with. And like the, the group is pretty limited, not because people I didn't know aren't interesting, just because like, like if it's going to be variety, if it's going to be variety like this, it, you know, the person has to read a lot, be curious, maybe not overly intellectual. Like I, I think both of us are like semi-intellectual, but not like stuffy about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not reading the New Yorker or the New Yorker every we don't subscribe to the New Yorker. And I feel like those people are like overly intellectual. You know what? I've actually thought about getting a subscription to the New Yorker just to like mix it up. Not because I want to be an intellectual or whatever, but that's how I stumbled upon that book I told you about, Excellent Sheep. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's like $12 for like a little bit. And I was like, I don't forget what period of time. And I was like, maybe I'll just subscribe and like, I don't think I would see these articles normally and just like since it's still in a magazine, like actually see something that someone put effort into instead of like CNN or CNBC or Fox. Yeah. 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 And that's what I was like, um, I actually started doing this is I've been budgeting some money for education. And so okay. that to me is like educational. So 
I'm thinking about pulling the trigger on a Harvard Business Review article or just, no, a subscription for Harvard Business Review and then canceling my subscription to Wired. Honestly, Wired has, the last three articles have been about like social inequity, which is great, but it's social inequity, people dying, things missing, technology run amok, right? Like not as, not as fun anymore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're going to get a lot of that on HBR as well. Um, but the membership will grant you access to the archives. And, like, they actually took, like, groups of articles and published them into books. So it's just, like, a collection of essays, which you ostensibly could get with a membership on the website. But, like, I got the one on managing people. And it's mm-hmm. got articles that go all the way back to, like, the 80s. And what I really like about their stuff is, like, a lot of that stuff is really relevant. And it's not going to have – it's not going to be burdened with the stuff that you see in – the news today whether it's negative stuff or like virtue signaling or just stuff that's perhaps not entirely relevant if you're just starting out down a path you know what i mean honestly i just want to find something that's more inspirational wired used to be like that because i think there's enough there's enough negative there's enough people highlighting problems there's not enough people highlighting potential solutions i think that's one of the biggest problems with the era that we live in right now is more people are focused on problems and less problems and the people starting those problems than they are on solutions and people trying to solve them yeah um what is the what's the publication by mit uh the technology review yeah have you looked at that one at all yeah, my dad subscribes to it. Well, he went to MIT, right? <laughs> yeah, he subscribes to it. Yeah, I was... ah, that could be good. I could just bum off of him. Yeah, I was thinking about, because I've looked at that one too. Not as, admittedly not as much, but I hear what you're saying. Like, you just want some faith in humanity. Maybe, so that, that goes back to the independent blog thing I was talking about. Like, it might take some effort. And, and like, maybe you could find particular authors or writers on the different websites that you like and probe into like if they have their own personal websites like or authors like a good way i found to find independent blogs that are at least decent is to search for like pick a book that you like and search for such the book's title and then summary because a lot of these blogs like to share that they've read these books and then so they'll, they'll be like oh i have a summary of Atomic Habits by James Clear and like it may either take you to the author's website or it may take you to a website where guys written a bunch of book summaries which is like the lowest level of content but you usually what what I found is like that's where the person started in their content was the book summaries but then they evolve and like you're able to dive into the rest of their backlog whether it's on Substack or WordPress or Squarespace or whatever and like I've been using that strategy to find different blogs that's how i found farnham street and i really like like i don't like the podcast i told you it was boring but i really like their website okay. yeah um it's all about like um mental models that people who are extremely successful use not just by today's modern to, excuse me not just by the modern definition of success but like stuff that stood the test of time and mm-hmm. how you can learn from like them and their mental models today without having to learn it all yourself yeah, I saw that. I went to the, the regular website. I'd be curious yeah. to probe around those minds. Yeah. Um, 
So I really like that one. James Clear's website's pretty good too. He's the guy who wrote Atomic Habits. And then uh, there's a couple others that I'm not ready to like recommend yet <laughs> that I'm probing around. I found a couple examples of ones that are like what my blog might look like in 20 years if I don't go anywhere. <laughs> don't go like, anywhere. Okay. Oh. Like if it like if they don't take off, it's like okay, this is some this is what I want to avoid. What is this person <laughs> doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Hey, um, we're way past your bedtime. <laughs> Seventeen minutes past my bedtime. That's okay. Tomorrow's Friday. It's uh, it'll be a slow day tomorrow at work. Uh, yes. Yeah, so do you got any uh, any other thoughts? rambling around in your head or related to the podcast today that uh you want to talk no i thought i thought it was good and i think we just keep refining this let's stick with this let's keep refining it let's try and get under an hour next time though i honestly think that podcasts that are over an hour are a little too much (laughs) like 45 minutes to an hour seems like a sweet spot okay we could even go less than that, like 30 minutes. You said that you like to listen to podcasts that are a shorter time or a duration of an activity that you do. So if we limit the number of articles we talk about, we can limit the number of articles we talk about and then get it into like a 30-minute time frame, which seems digestible. Actually, I I kind of like it. I mean, I, I, get, I, get, I agree that we could be more we could be we could move a little bit faster keep them wanting more and whatnot but i kind of like around an hour or maybe a little bit over if we want to dive into something a little bit deeper um i mean i i have a couple podcasts i listen to that are shorter and i know i gave you grief about that freaking alex one being long just because i waited to prepare till last night and i was surprised um but in general like most of the podcasts i really like and the the thing I like about podcasts is that there's room to dig into it. So like I'll, I'll listen to it while I'm cooking, but generally I won't get through all the whole thing, but it's nice to be able to like whenever a podcast episode comes out that I like, I'm in a hurry to listen to it. But then what I don't like is, Oh, well shit. I've listened to all the podcasts that I want to listen to. Now I got to either find something new or wait till something new comes out. I like it when there's a little bit longer ones to play with. So like I can stretch it across a longer period of time or, like it, it becomes like my go-to listen for you know a couple days. Pick it up and put it down. Come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we only come out every two weeks, like if it was only like fifteen minutes, and it might it would leave me wanting more for sure, even if it was thirty or forty-five minutes. But I, it might not be meaty enough to like linger in my thoughts. Like I like that we have room to explore. I, I agree there's a balance there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's all, folks. Stay curious. See you next time.